you're going to have to really push yourself even on those days when you don't feel like doing it. It's okay to have some of those days where you can just step back from your work. You might be exhausted creatively, so you just need to recharge. But other than that, there's going to be, again, those times you just have to push yourself through. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. Today, I'm on the line with Katia Reed. Welcome to the show, Katia. Hi, and thank you. Yes, absolutely. My pleasure. Now, Katia and I were just talking about her wonderful book, The Foretold Story, which is uh, being released. It's actually a four-part series, and it is an amazing journey into, I guess, uh, the ups and downs of New New York City. But uh, before we uh, jump into that and technology and all these other elements that make up your wonderful uh, book, Katia, um, what I like to do is always learn a little bit more about you, um, you know, where you reside, where, you, where you've come from, what you love doing in your downtime and things like that. Would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself with the My Future Business audience? Oh, sure. I'd, I'd love to. Um, so I'm a, a multi-artist. I, uh, I make all things art, from mm-hmm. animation to filmmaking, fashion design, acting, music, essentially anything I feel like using to express myself. Mm-hmm. You like indie films? I do. Actually, all film, really. Mm-hmm. I like from independent film to larger studio motion pictures is where my interest lays. One of them, anyways. I also like video game designs as well. Well, it's very interesting because I wonder where the inspiration um, for a book would come from from an author because, as I've mentioned before on the show, that I have a very special spot uh, for people who write books because I, I know it's one thing to think about writing a book, but it's another to actually write a book. Now, um, are, are you located in New York City yourself? Where, where are you located? I'm right now I'm residing in uh, the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. Now, now I know that uh, this is a four-part book, and I wonder... Um, whilst you're there and given the the world in in its current situation, uh, are you finding that you have more time to be creative and and write at the moment? Well, I'm kind of used to being in my work all the time Mm because that's where I spend most of my time creating. If I'm not um, doing anything else, if I'm not working working or surviving, I am creating constantly. A lot of people find uh, that I've spoken to, they wake up of an evening and, and they, they have a, a piece of paper and a pen next to their bedside and, and they, they have their best ideas during, during um, sleep hours. What's your best time to come up with ideas inside of your book? It just happens when it happens, kind of like with the character experiences too because he's a creative type. Um, I have what I call creative surges, and it's when the ideas keep flowing and it happens at odd hours of the night. I'll hear anything from music. I'll see fashion designs. I'll see great ideas for stories and all kinds of things, and it it doesn't matter what I try to do. I can't sleep it off. I just have to write it or draw it. 
<laughs> it has to happen it has to happen now i am um, i i love the the title of the book the foretold story where did that title come from the title is really comes from life actually that life is a foretold story in a way it's kind of already pre-written with writing a book i know that this can be very lengthy how long has it taken you to write part part one of of the four parts it took me 19 years to be exact one because life happens along the way as you're trying to live it and two because while i was birthing this one i have many other wonderful creations i'm also birthing so i'm working on multiple projects at the same time and this one is part of a much larger uh final series that's in the form of a motion picture movie script titled Gordon's Quest. There you go. There's a bit of a reveal for people who are listening to this show today. Now, speaking of um, the audience card here, oftentimes we have aspiring book authors who listen to the show and they want to know more about, um, I guess, the ups and downs of writing a book and the day-to-day behaviours of book authors. What does your... Um, daily routine look like? Well, I, um, when I get into writing, I've got to have like, uh, like a little space that has like, um, things I like, mm-hmm. like I have a couple of sea glass and shells from the ocean. Cause I love being by the ocean. Um, I have a couple of pictures of the stars in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, like, my stash of Zelda comics because I'm, like, (laughs) I love Zelda. And I have, like, my Star Wars, really cool Star Wars uh, I'm a Star Wars geek through and through. (laughs) 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 And then I had to have my Ivan Torrent music playing. I love Ivan Torrent. Um, He's one of my favorite um, composers of Mm -hmm. this time. And I got to have a cup of tea with ginger or a chai tea latte before I can get into writing. Wonderful. Do you do you spend time walking or doing any sort of meditation prior to writing or you just it happens when it happens? Um I pray before I write and work. Uh and then when I'm creatively drained, it means I need a break to step away from my work. So at that point I will be out in nature. I go for very long walks. I have little adventures of my own. Also, like treasure hunting by the sea. So <laughs> it's fantastic. I've been going through your book, and I and I think you have a, an incredible mind for writing. Um, let's talk about all of the characters. Now, you've got a long list of characters in this book, but I guess um, let's frame this call first by sharing with the My Future Business audience, if you don't mind, Katya, about the mm-hmm. story. What is the story of the foretold story book? So the story it follows this uh, this young man named Midas. And he's just trying to get through life. He has very big dreams uh, for working for the uh, Skyscraper Empire, which is located in the heart of New York City. And as he's pursuing these dreams, uh, he has these unusual life encounters. And it's kind of like this great opposition um, coming from this, uh, this occult secret entity known as Noir Diablo that's kind of manipulating his life in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of makes him land among the highest of the highest in society unknowingly. And it's like 
between ultimately between this battle of good versus evil is the is the bigger story yeah beyond it so it goes it goes pretty deep it's almost as if it reflects reality in in many respects you know you're hitting the the highest in society the elites of society if you like uh, is there much tr- would there be much truth to that oh yes i i think so i think it's highly relevant to the world and understanding it and what drives people to do the things they do almost like how it operates yeah it's uh, it's interesting uh, do you think in the future with your your uh, your next edition your next part um, given the times that we're going through at the moment could it possibly turn a little bit darker the story or do you have a, a, a bright ending in in mind or what's the, what's the path well the ultimate ending is a Without giving away ending. the story, obviously. All. <laughs> Without giving it away, the end of the whole entire story as a whole, it's bittersweet, I would say. That's a great way to put it. So it's 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 nice to know that um, you have a, a plan, but there's some flexibility in your creative writing. How important is it for someone who wants to become a writer, Katia, um, to have, uh, I guess, a professional writing background? Or can, any, can anybody write a book, do you think? If that's your calling, if it's your gift, if it's in your heart to do it, then yes, you can. You can absolutely write a book. It takes uh, courage, and you really have to believe in yourself, but that's in anything you decide to do. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to work hard, and oftentimes, you know, rejection. I've faced a lot of rejection throughout my life, so but you kind of have to get a backbone. And like I said, just the importance of if it's in your heart to do it, if it's on your mind, if you sleep and you wake up and that's the first thing you think about, then you should really do it. That's wonderful insight. Thank you so much for sharing. I, do you have days where as a writer, as a creative, that you go, no, I'm not really into this today. Is it okay to just walk away at times to refresh? Sometimes, well, sometimes yes. Um, other times, there's time sensitivity, so you're going to have to really push yourself even on those days when you don't feel like doing it. It's okay to have some of those days where you can just step back from your work because you, be, you might be exhausted creatively, so you just need to recharge. But other than that, there's going to be, again, those times you just have to push yourself through. You have to. Yeah, I, um, I'm looking through your list of um, foretold story characters. There's about um, 8, 12, would I be right, about 16 of them. We have Midas, we have Erskine, Lady Athena, Kent Reeves, Joyce Sky. I love these names. <laughs> They're just amazing <laughs> names. Where do you come up with these names? They just come naming to you. Naming a character. Oh, yeah, that's, that's so important for me when I'm naming something. can take me quite some time. And I always want it to be something unique and and different and just goes with the character. <laughs> so we're inside of Midas's journey in through life in this future world. He's he's going through all of these different life altering altering tragedies, which which many of us do in real life. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't want to basically live because of it all. But as you mentioned earlier, he ends up in this skyscraper empire and he's rubbing shoulders uh, with the with the elites of society, um, tell us just a little bit more about um, what 
some of the core of his of this part one that the reader will find out about Midas? Um, you'll find out that he is yes he um, he lacks confidence. I would say he's very naive and he's sweet and honest. He doesn't like asking for help. So he has some somewhat of an insecurity about him himself, lack of confidence, and I'm I'm almost getting a, a feeling that he, as he goes throughout this journey, he becomes more confident. Would that be right? Yes, he does. He does grow more confident, and I don't want to give away too. No, much. you don't want to give away too much. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and you did you when did you finish part one? Was it twenty twenty or was it twenty nineteen? Well, to say that it was officially born, like in a book form, mm -hmm. 2020. 2020. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, you've got it mapped out in part two. Do you think it will be done by this year or the end of this year or next year? Yep. It should be out between fall and winter season of this year. And I, I wonder, Katia, why did you choose mm -hmm. New York City? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's kind of where my life began. I was born in New York City, and I've been back and forth between it and experienced a lot of it, and I just love that city. It's a beautiful city. It's the place where dreams come true, and it's the city that never sleeps, and it's like the cultural pub of the world where everybody and everything comes together there. It's just New York. It's like, it's beautiful. New York, New York. <laughs> <laughs> it is a beautiful city. Now, I wonder yeah. um, about our life's purpose. Does does this story reflect um, our, our own lives in terms of our purpose in life? And uh, if it does, what is uh, your purpose in life in terms of, uh, you know, being a book author? And, and what do you hope to, to leave the people that uh, leave behind for the people who read your book? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I think I think my purpose is to show people, or what I say, enlighten people mm -hmm. to things they've never really thought of or knew. And just to inspire also that no matter what, no matter how hard life gets or how much it might come at you and beat you down. I've had a hard life, but I'm still here and I'm still smiling. Yes, you've, you're getting bounced around by the world, but you're like, well, it doesn't really matter what you throw at me. I'm going to come back at you. Now, I, um, I wonder, you love New York City and you've based your book trilogy around this wonderful city. Um, what, is, what are the highlights in the book about New York City, some of the landmarks that you might be talking about inside of the book? Let's see, landmarks. So we, New York City, the whole of it is featured, all five boroughs. So it's broken up into boroughs. You have uh, Manhattan, I think, uh, the Bronx, Queens, Staten Island. So all of those are featured. Like one of the big ones would be like the Metropolitan which is that beautiful art museum <laughs> right off Central Park. Mm -hmm. And that's where um, the Skyscraper Empire holds their big charity ball event in within, within the story of the book. And another place would be Harlem. That's where the Hall of Saints Church is. It's like this famous uh, church within the story that's been around 
uh, for a very long time and they have ancient scrolls that come from Africa and they're stored at that church. Um, there's also Chinatown, which features uh, the outdoor markets and it's less, it's a balance between technology and primitive like way of living without technology. So it's not overwhelmed with it like other parts of the city is. Like the more you go into downtown Manhattan, the more stronger and prevalent technology is. Yeah, because you mentioned you mentioned technology inside the book. I was wondering if we could take a bit more of a, a look into that part of it. What do you mean by, you know, this variation in technology? There's the high-end cars. So they're, like, technically advanced. Like, one of them would be the car that Joyce drives, which is an Element 72 SUV sports car, which runs off completely off solar-powered energy, and it has different modes, and it gets upgraded regularly, gets, like, inputted with new upgrades. So that was pretty cool. And then along the highways of the city, you'll have, like, police drones. So those things will they'll follow cars down the highway and let the police know like where people are speeding and things like that to kind of control things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a big fan of technology and uh, it's funny because many of these things that uh, we see in our day-to-day lives now are starting to get that way, aren't they? Can be, uh, you can either embrace it or fear it. What do you think of technology and, and where we're going as a world in this respect? I think technology is wonderful depending on the heart of its user. It depends on the person who's operating the machinery. It can be like they have an evil heart with evil intentions. You better watch out because they're going to abuse technology and use it for not very good things. If they have a good heart with, with good intention, then good will come out of it. It just depends. Now, I've seen um, this book and I've gone through some of the chapters and, and it is a great read. Now, um, importantly, when an author, when somebody wants to write a book, do they, uh, did you get uh, published or were you self, uh, self-published? What was the process for you? Oh, uh, the process was a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually you're going to find a way to do it and... I've uh, just eventually just got it published. Just had to find a way to do that. Now, when people want to find this book, Kasha, um, where are the outlets that you are making it available? It's at Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, Books a Million, um, Walmart. <laughs> will you <laughs> be um, Will you be doing a, an audio version of it? Is there any intention to do that? Because I know a lot of people. Um, you know, are very busy and they just have their, you know, their smartphones on and plug in and listen to books. Is, is that something that you're thinking about? I think eventually there'll be an audio version. The, the one thing that caught my attention is when you were talking about how you're writing a, a, a script for screen based on this, on this uh, book. Now, some of the things you've told me, some of the things I've read about the contents of this book, I can absolutely see how this could end up on the big screen, which would be absolutely wonderful. Um, do, you, do you always um, have a plan in, in each part to make it part of this, this final screen play that you want to put together? It's definitely part of this book. Um, and it concludes, and everything will make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the first one of the uh, Gordon's Cross movie one is going to explain a lot of stuff that happens in the book that people wouldn't understand at times reading it. But it just, I guess it's the way I designed it. It's interesting how you say you designed it because a lot of times creative writers won't have, I guess, a blueprint for their writing. Is that is that important for you to to write out and map out the, the journey before you start writing? It just came up, up different parts of my life. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of glued itself together and took on a life of its own. You've got some links on your website for people where people can find it. Um, you've got uh, yeah. Barnes and Nobles. You've got Amazon. You've got BAM, eBook Times, Second Sale, eBay, Google. You have been busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting anybody to help you uh, get all of this out there, or is it just with you, you and your two feet in a heartbeat, get, getting this all done? Well, it, a lot of it had to come from me first, and um, and then I, you know, God's been good, and He'll send some help along the way to kind of help push things to the next, to the next level, so to speak. But yeah, um, a lot of it's just been very hard, 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 very hard work. <laughs> when I say hard work, I mean hard work. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm telling you right now, Katia, um, the fact that you have taken the time to um, put this together, that you are on a path, um, it is your mission to get this completed. My hope is that um, by appearing on the My Future Business show with me today that we can do our bit to help uh, get the message about the foretold story out into the wider world. So with all of that being said, and with all of the wonderful insight that you've provided me today on the show, I'd just like to say thank you very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.